So before we get started, I hope you find some value in this episode. If you haven't yet subscribed on YouTube or your favorite podcasting app, please consider doing so as this does help out the channel. So let's get to it. Welcome to Debt Free and IT. I'm your host, Mike. This podcast is for anyone who's looking to get into the IT industry, whether it's for a career change or you're just interested, you come to the right place. So we're back for another installment of my Day in the Life series. This is where I detail what a typical day doing a technical position may look like. And today we're looking at the desktop support position. So if you have looked at any of my videos or listened to any of my recent podcasts, you probably recall me saying that I didn't start to like working in IT until I started doing desktop support. And desktop support can also be called different names. It's gonna depend on the enterprise that you're at. Some places may call it desktop support. Some places may call it technical support. At some places it may be an IT support or IT support specialist. It's all gonna depend. And with some of these roles, depending on the enterprise also, you may be more hands-on than with other roles. So let's take a look at some of the responsibilities that a desktop support specialist may do. So in desktop support, your main um, workload is gonna be the ticket queue. So pretty much a a ticket queue is you may have uh, different companies use different software systems, but it's all a ticketing system and pretty much the whole enterprise on the IT side use that same ticketing system. So let's say if someone has a computer issue and they call into the help desk. So the help desk or operations, usually the first line of defense. So the help desk gets that call. They're working with the user. And then let's say the help desk determines that, oh, something's wrong with this PC or something's wrong with this software. And let's say that if something is wrong with the PC, then that help desk person that's on that call or that operation person that's on the call, they can't go and grab that PC, fix the PC, for the user and return it to them. So pretty much they have to put in a ticket in their ticketing system and send it to the correct group, whether that be networking, server, but in this case, it's gonna be desktop because usually desktop are the ones that deals with the hardware issues, mainly uh, PCs, printers, anything of that nature hardware related. Most of the time, your desktop support team is doing that. So the help desk takes this call realize that they're not able to resolve the issue. So they send a ticket to desktop. So then with you being on the desktop end, you had that same ticketing queue. Then in desktop, every employee will have their own, um, their own um, queue also. So pretty much um, the system override, you can look at all the tickets in the system. And then when you see a ticket that you wanna do in that ticketing system, you can grab that ticket and assign it to your name. And then after you assign it to your name, it's into that ticket now is gone from the main ticketing queue. And now it's in your queue up under your name showing that you have assigned this ticket to yourself and you are the one that's gonna take over trying to resolve this issue. And also on the back end, the help desk can also still see that, okay, this ticket is assigned to you. So if that user calls back and say, hey, I put in a ticket two days ago. No one has came to resolve my issue. Can you please check out the ticket and give me an update? Help desk can go in, pull up that ticket number or pull up that user's name 
And then they can see that, oh, okay, this person from desktop has assigned the ticket to themselves. So they should be coming to take a look at it shortly. And then also help desk can give you a call and tell you, hey, such and such call back about this ticket. And they want to know when you will, you be available to come check it out. So that's pretty much how your ticketing system works. So pretty much everywhere in IT or anywhere you're doing support, you're going to have a ticketing system. What's good about this ticketing system also is, let's say you had an issue that you resolved months ago. And then that issue comes back, but you can't remember what was the fix to it. You can research that ticket. That, that ticketing system and find your old ticket and see that, oh, okay, for this old ticket, this is what I did to solve that issue. So in the ticketing system, like you can put any kind of updates, you can put any kind of trouble, uh, troubleshooting steps you took. And that way, if you have to pass it off, whoever gets that ticket can look at it and see that, okay, this is what's been done. So I don't need to go back and redo what they already done did. I need to start over. I need to start out with something different. So that's pretty much how your, your ticketing queue will work. But in desktop, you come in, you pull tickets from the queue, and you go resolve those tickets. So that's one of your responsibility. You're pulling tickets from the queue. And like I said, these tickets are coming in from the whole environment. So if you had a large environment, you may have a lot of desktop support uh, teammates. So y'all come in, you're pulling from the queue, trying to get the queue empty. Then... Another responsibility that you may have as a desktop support specialist is that you're doing office moves. So pretty much if you're in a large enterprise, pretty much let's say you got an admin office, different type of offices. Um, and let's say that these users, they feel like they need to rearrange their office. So a lot of times, even though you're not going to be the one rearranging the actual furniture you're not responsible for picking up any furniture or moving any desk but you will be involved in that move because when these uh admins or whoever when they get their desk moved you're going to need to come back tear down their pc before that desk is moved tear down their pc after the desk is moved you're going to go back put the pc back up at their new desk or however it's rearranged, you're gonna be responsible for hooking everything back up. Your the desktop, the monitor, if they had any printers connected, you're gonna be the one responsible for connecting everything back together, having, having to use a login and make sure they can still use any resource that they should be able to use. Now, some of the downsides to this is a lot of times it's gonna depend on where your network drops are at. So, if your network drops is on one side of the room and they want to move their desk on the other side of the room, this is where you may have an issue where you may have to get a longer cable. But most of the time in most places, they don't want the cables running on the floor. So you got to find a way to hide the cable. Maybe you can go around some desk to where you can hide it and kind of connect it back. Or in some cases, it may not be the best move. So you may be able to tell the user, hey, we don't have no network network drops over here. So you're going to have to look at rearranging your desk a different way. But this is all comes in the day of the life of a desktop support person. And then also speaking of moving, moving offices and stuff, you're going to be responsible for new employees. So when a new employee is hired, a lot of times you'll get a ticket that this new employee is hired, their start date, and that they're going to need a PC. 
and you're going to pretty much let them know what applications or they're going to tell you what applications they need on the PC and what department they're going to. So this is where you may come in to a new employee setup. You pull that ticket, you start imaging up their PCs. Most of the time at a desktop support agent's desk, like I said, you're going to be the one that's re-imaging PCs. By re-imaging PCs, it's pretty much like reloading the software back on it. So if you got a Windows device, similar to you at home when you redo your computer and you reload your Microsoft Windows, except for in desktop support, you're able to do like five of them at one time and you don't go through that whole process of going through all the prompts. You have something, uh, some, some sort of server where you can usually um, do a Pixie boot and then you're able to image those devices. So you may be able to do five or six or more at one time. So this is where you're going to start getting that PC ready for that new user. Then also, if they have any kind of printers that they need added on that PC, you're going to go ahead and add that. Also, get them a keyboard and mouse and a monitor and then make sure you have it set up before that start date. Then after that, once they get logged in and everything, you can go back and close that ticket and move on to the next ticket. So if you're finding value in this episode, please leave me a review or a comment. If you have a friend that needs to hear this, please share this episode with them. Okay, so we talked about pulling tickets from the ticketing queue, uh, dealing with office moves, setting up new employees. Also, you're going to be the one that's obvious redoing the PCs. You're pretty much re-imaging PCs. And that's, that's going to all come from your tickets. If someone come in with a messed up PC, you re-image them another PC. If you can't fix that old PC, or you may get them a new PC. But also, usually in this role, when you move up from operations and help desk, this is where you start getting introduced to projects. So projects, this could be on the desktop side, this could be getting PCs set up for a new department. Let's say if a new department is getting uh, started in your enterprise, let's say that department is due to go live a month from now. And then let's say they need 20 PCs, four printers, and let's say uh, you may have some other PCs that, that you use. So the desktop team will be responsible for getting those devices ready and getting them set up for that department. So the networking team will be responsible for doing any kind of networking devices for that department if anything need to be added. But as a desktop support agent, pretty much, this is where you may get your first project. Your first project may be to get the PCs ready for this department. Then you go and you may have a month to image up all the PCs. You get all the PCs ready. You get everything set up for them. You take it up to the wherever the department is. You get everything there before the department opens up. And then also after this, you pretty much close the ticket. If they have any issues, you're usually going to be the first point of contact. If it's any kind of anything that's hardware related, you're going to be the first point of contact for those issues. Once you get everything up and running smoothly, you can close the ticket and congratulations. You have did your first project. And then also just a, a bit of advice with projects. As you move on from desktop, like I said, you're going to have different projects. Someone may be just getting PCs ready for departments. Someone could be, uh, if you're, Enterprise is going through a big upgrade from with, uh, let's say they're going from one version of Windows to another version of Windows. Then that could be a project for a desktop support agent or maybe a project for the whole desktop support team. And then also with these projects, 
this is where you want to start trying to keep up with your projects because with your projects, pretty much that's what's going to, in my eyes, make you more valuable. Someone else may see it different, but I always say the projects is what makes you or break you. So this is where you want to keep up with those projects. And surely, you know, uh, from a desktop support, you may not have no real big projects or anything of that nature, but keeping up with those projects and being able to add it to your resume to show any potential employers what you have done done and what you have done achieved is always helpful. Then as you move up the ladder, let's say you move up the networking and you start getting different projects, they're going to be getting harder projects, more complex projects. You definitely want to make sure you keep track of those and add them on your resume. So whenever you're not working on projects, then you have your next responsibility. So pretty much this is where your customer service comes into play. So you're going to be pretty much working with other IT departments. So let's say you got an IT analyst. So sometimes the IT analyst may have an issue that they're not able to resolve. So they may reach out for someone from some desktop support to help them out if, it's, if they think it's hardware related. Or they may reach out to someone in networking or someone in server. So this is where you're going to be working with them to resolve, help them resolve their issues. Now, this is where customer service comes into play because being able to work with different people in different environments, you know, that's always uh, a plus from a manager standpoint. You know, they always, you want someone that can work with anyone that doesn't have no attitude. Now, sometimes it may be something that you don't think is your issue or you don't think you should be involved in, but still you want to kind of uh, bite the bullet and, you know, go ahead and work, be, be cordial. You know, you don't want to go in cussing anyone out. You don't want to do anything of that nature that gives you a bad name or gives you a bad rap. Because once you get that bad name or that bad rap at your enterprise, it's going to be hard for you to move up. It's going to be hard for you to do anything to better yourself. That's usually that's, that's just how it is. So at this standpoint, like I said, you're going to be working with different analysts. You may even be working with uh, technical analysts. You may even, someone from the networking team may have something going on and you have to work with them to resolve it. Someone from the development team may have something going on. You have to work with them to resolve it. So also while you're doing this, it helps you to see where your next move may be. So if you're working with the networking team and you say, okay, that seems pretty interesting what I just helped the networking team do. So this may be something that you say, okay, I, I think I want to go into networking or you're helping out the server team. You might say, okay, I think I want to go into server. And then by helping them out, you know, you uh, get build that rapport with them. So if a position do come open, you may be able to contact them and say, hey, I saw y'all have a position open and I'm interested in applying. And that way you may be able to speak to the manager. He may let you know what all you need or if any certifications that you need and anything of that nature. So always be cordial, be good to work with. That's the best advice I can ever give you. That's the best advice I have ever gotten. You know, be comfortable working with everyone. And next up is certification. So if someone was set, set out to get in desktop support and they would ask me what type of certification they should get, uh, most of the time you're going to hear CompTIA's A+. That's usually good for the hardware repair route. Or you might hear uh, Google got an IT support. So any kind of IT support cert at CompTIA's A+, all of those are well for being in desktop support. But I always remember that 
these certs may not be necessarily needed to land that role. So if you're in an enterprise environment already and you're on a help desk, getting that getting a certification may be the standout point to or the, the deciding factor. Or sometimes I've seen plenty of people get into these roles without no certifications. Matter of fact, by the time I got into desktop support, I didn't have no active certifications. Now, I had a previously a CCNA that had done expired by the time I got there, but I didn't have no active certifications under my belt. So I've seen plenty of people make it to these departments without no certifications. And next up, I know you're wondering what does a desktop support agent make or what kind of pay could you expect? So I looked up the average pay for a desktop support uh, technician in the U.S., the average pay is roughly around $23 an hour. And this is going to greatly depend on, like, all, like I always say, it's going to always depend on your area. If you're in a small area, a lot of times you're, you're just not going to make much. Um, if you're in a larger area or a major city or close by a major city, something of that nature, then that same row may be making double of what it may make in that small area. So Roughly around 23 per hour. That's roughly about 46, 48 grand a year. Uh, so that's about on average. And that, that's what I see a lot. I have seen some go up higher, roughly around the 50 and $60,000 a year range. But like I said, it's going to greatly depend on the area that you are at. So that brings me to the end of this episode. Don't forget, follow me on IG and TikTok at Debt Free and IT. If you have any questions, you can email them to me at debtfreeandit at gmail.com. And again, I hope you found some value in this episode and I'll see you next week. Peace.